Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend in his Orient top this morning, Mr. Paul Levy. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much indeed for the wonderful intro. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode number 67. Uh, just as a, you know, before we move on, a reminder, we can be contacted on Twitter. We are at Orient Outlook. You can contact us on Facebook. Just search Orient Outlook Podcast or good old-fashioned email, orientoutlook at outlook.com. So it's been a fairly quiet week uh, and despite only one fixture, there is a lot to talk about. So without further yeah. ado, I think we should crack on. Yep, so as always, supporters club updates. So uh, Yeovil away Saturday, 7th of May, could be a vital, vital, vital game. Uh, 9am departure for 3pm kickoff. £27 for adults, £24 concessions and a £3 surcharge to non-members. You can book uh, in the supports club uh, before the home games or on the travel line <coughs> 07722 And I think we said it last week, but the overall ground is about a good two or three miles away from the station. So um, getting these supports club coaches is not a bad idea at all. Um the last few remaining Starman tickets are available. It is Sunday the 1st of May. It's at the Prince Regent Hotel in Chigwell. Um, tickets are £60 each. It is going to be a really, really good night, whether we get in the playoffs or not. Um, so, you know, next home game, get into the supporters club as early as you can and get yourself a ticket. And it's a bank holiday the day after. And you can party with the Orient Outlook podcast boys. <laughs> what more could you want? Yeah, absolutely. Cool, and then next Sunday, there's the Orient Line Walk, so it departs from the Supports Club at 9.30am, you don't have to book, there's no charge, just turn up. It's a seven mile walk, takes in historical interest uh, sites, including the Millfield Stadium and Lee Bridge Road Stadium, which were our former grounds. Also visit some uh, the homes of former players who served in the Great War, and the house where the meeting where the club was formed. Uh, there's also a couple of pub stops along the way, with Steve Jenkins on hand, uh, and you return to the Supports Club, at 4.30pm, sounds like a great day. If the yeah. weather's like it is this morning, it'll be amazing. Wicked. And that's next week, Sunday, as yep. we record now. So um, we were contacted by um, Orient fan Colin Jeffrey, who has got a new play out. It's called Upon the Heath. It's on the... Uh, at Sorry, it's it's being put on at the Etc. Theatre in Camden. It uh, runs from the 12th to the 17th of April. There are concession prices for all Leighton Orient fans. So if you want to do something a little bit cultural, want to get out and support another Orient fan, uh, get yourself down there, get in touch with the Etc. Theatre or get in touch with Colin on Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Um, and make yourself known to him so that he can sort you out with some tickets. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Also, Play With A Legend comes to Orient on Thursday <coughs> the 19th of May, so your chance to be managed and play alongside John Mackey or Gary Alexander. So prices start from £120. You can sign up for either 45 or 90 minutes and you can book on the website, which is playwithalegend.com. I've signed up. I'll be on John Mackey's team for 45 minutes <laughs> in centre midfield. I'm not quite sure what I've let myself in for there, but I'm really excited to play at Brisbane Road. never played on there before and I can't wait. Pitch is decent. Yeah, pitch will be decent. And I think that'd be really good fun. Some people um, thought that that was our... Uh, idea of an April Fool joke but it's proper legit um, a guy called Josh Landy has been doing this around the country with many other clubs it is perfectly legitimate as far as we're aware and yeah, um, yeah you've signed up I'm not able to commit but otherwise I would love to put some boots on and go and play on the Brisbane and, Road and pitch. you can come and watch it's only £5 to get in so spectators welcome so if you want to see me make a fool of myself or see Mackie and Alexander and probably some of your mates if, you, if you're listening you know 
come down and come down, should yeah. be a good evening. Absolutely. So, moving on. Yep. So reviews for episode sixty six, which was only on Monday, which was like ages ago. Yeah. Even though it's not. Yeah. So we had loads. And thanks for all the reviews. We're only going to mention a couple uh, this morning. So firstly, from at Orient underscore fan, who said, "Great listen this morning from the Orient Outlook podcast. Hopefully, more positives to talk about next time." Well, well, you'll see. Um, at Karen Orient said, another great listen, massive positive. There's no relegation battle this year. And even though we're shocking, we're holding on. Regarding Kahesi, he was fab at the start of the season, but now he's shocking. In my humble opinion, time for a new vice captain. He's got to be dropped. Yep, good point there. Yep. At Craigie Dowding, so just caught up with the latest pod. Excellent work again, fellas. Very informative. Top draw. George Sessions, um, who writes for the Archant Media Group, which is the author recorder East London uh, advertiser, said the last two podcasts by the Orient Outlook boys have been brilliant. Definitely give them a listen, LOFC fans. Both offer great views. So coming from someone like George, that's yeah. that's really appreciated. Thanks very much, George. Yeah, so coming on to the week that was, so from Tuesday, 29th of March, it was Theo's Easter party uh, mm. at Brisbane Road, which was attended by Kevin Nolan and most of the first team squad. Great work from the club, loads of kids with happy smiley faces, loads of happy parents. Great work from like the club. a great afternoon, to yeah. be fair, from yeah. all the pictures. Then on Wednesday the 30th of March, Nigel Atengana spoke to George and said, um, George said that, sorry, Nigel said that he feels that the season is far from over. We've lost the last two and it's been tough, but we're still just two points behind the playoffs and it is nothing. Well might not be nothing when you're not winning your games against teams that you should be winning against <laughs> Nigel uh, we have seven games left and you never know what will happen now we're disappointed about Hartlepool result but we need to stay focused and not start thinking about negative things we need to keep going so very positive there uh, well, he seems confident yeah doesn't he and like you um, say two points is you can turn it over in a matter of one game so it's it's not too bad yeah um, Kevin Nolan also discussed players out of contract and a need to impress and said it's come to that difficult part of the season where people are playing to see if they will be here next year. Hopefully we can all step up together and as a team and individuals we can start getting our performances higher. If we can do that, I really believe we can start getting the results and wins again. Then the confidence comes back and we will start seeing much higher performance levels. So, an interesting one there from Kev. Obviously, we, there's loads of players out of contract. Um, doesn't sound like an easy task though. No, it doesn't. You know, if someone's low on confidence and, and you know, you're picking them first choice every time, You've got to be able to make sure that that person is, you know, that they're picking. I'm assuming he's meaning someone like Clahessi, for example. But You've got to be doing it week in, week out. But he's the manager, isn't he? So it's his job to lift the players' confidence, right. to get the best out of his players. So I guess we'll see. We'll speak about out of contract players a bit later on in a few episodes down the line. I think it becomes so. a bit more relevant. <clears throat> Absolutely. What we reckon, I guess. So Thursday, the 31st of March, was um, Jack Humphrey's 19th birthday, yep. so very happy birthday to you. Yeah, Friday 1st of April, <clears throat> happy <clears throat> April Fool's Day. Um, like we said, we didn't do one, even though a few people thought uh, Play With A Legend was one, but honestly we're not that smart <coughs> to do one. So, uh, <clears throat> happy birthday to Leighton Orient Supporters Liaison Officer, Karen Harrison. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Karen. I've called her Karen before. Yeah, Karen. it's not an A, it's an E. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, happy birthday, Karen. Um, and also ahead of the York game, Kevin Nolan had this to say. He said, it won't be difficult to raise the players because there was a lot of sad and disappointed faces in the changing room after Monday. I think if the lads could have gone on, out on Tuesday and played, I'm sure they would have done. Really? Yeah. We will look forward to hopefully erasing these memories from a miserable Easter weekend at York. Uh, hopefully we can get on a run. It's going to be difficult because we are against a lot of teams down the bottom. But we certainly have got winnable games. 
Yeah, what I will say is, I guess there's no easy games. If you play against teams <clears> at the bottom, then it's hard. And if you play against teams at the top, it's hard as well because they're after the playoff places. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. You know, and I think teams genuinely see us as a bit of a scalp. You know, we've got money. Yep. They have seen that there's a Kevin Nolan, Jay Simpson, Joby McEnough. Absolutely. You know, names in the squad. Now, I suppose you might argue Ramage as well. Um, as a name player, you know, we've got a, on paper a decent squad that really shouldn't be having to worry about this. We should, we should, you know, always have the mentality, no, you know, we're going to go out and smash everyone. And also, talking about fixtures, we wrote uh, an article for the Guardian Orient last week, and it wasn't until I wrote that article that I saw our last three fixtures compared to Wickham's last three fixtures, and our running on paper is much easier than Wickham's. I think Wickham's last three games, they've got Accrington, Portsmouth. Oxford. And maybe Bristol Road, or, or or like they've got like three of the top five teams, and you look at ours, and you go apart from Plymouth, which is in about two weeks, we aren't playing anyone near us. So still hopeful, still hopeful. So 100%. we will see. So yeah, it's all in our hands. Saturday, second of April, <clears throat> uh, in the morning, the under 18s drew one all with Bournemouth in the Merit League One. Michael Clark scoring our goal. I've got to say that's a great result for the youth. They didn't win, but fantastic result against Bournemouth Premiership team who have got a great youth system. Very good. So well, good use. So well done the youth. Well done the young O's. Um, now York away was yesterday as we write this. Um, the team lined up with Chisak in goal. Hunt, Brisley, Ramage and Jerome Benham Williams are your back four. Clahessi, Atangana, Nolan and McEnough uh, were your midfield and Simpson and Palmer played up front together with subs of David Gregory uh, as a sub goalkeeper. James Moore, Turgut. Geraldo Martin, Pollock and Nandole. Yep, so it's two changes from Monday. It's Joby McEnough and Sean Brisley both returned to the starting lineup. Uh, and Callum Gerardo Martin was named on the bench. Jack Payne, who started against Hartlepool, wasn't even among the substitutes uh, as we named five lone players in the matchday squad. And Josh Caroma wasn't included in the squad after being a sub against the Hartlepool game. So my thoughts, I've got to be honest, I was really surprised Clahessi kept his starting place. Yep. With CJM back in contention, yeah. McEnough mm-hmm. obviously back. Sammy Moore available, uh, Blair Turgot available. Really surprised that Clancy started. He's been poor the last couple of games. All the tweets and the reaction we had after the Hartlepool game as well. And pretty much after the last three or four games have been Clancy's form has dipped. But he still remains player. I know he's been vice captain and obviously Baudry's out, so you want to stick with your vice captain. But for me, there are better options there. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think. I'd like to know why he is still being played at right mid. There's obviously something that they see on the training ground that we don't see. Oh, absolutely. And tactically, he obviously does something and offers something that perhaps we're missing out on because everybody's so focused on the fact that he can't beat the first man when he yeah. crosses the ball. So there's obviously something there because someone like Nolan and Hess, they wouldn't honestly, I don't think, keep a player in who wasn't really doing very well at all. Um Either that or they're just a bit blind to it and yeah. they're only playing him because he is vice-captain. I can't quite put my finger on something more logical. Well, we know Kevin Nolan listens to this because he does what we kind of say. So, Kev, let us know, mate. Let us know how yeah, that's going. Yeah, tweet us, yeah. And then I guess the second big surprise uh, in the team lineup was that Lloyd James was left on the bench and Kevin Nolan started himself. Um, so, again, after last Monday's match, a few calls for Lloyd to get a start in place and a few people suggested Kev drop himself to kind of get a better view of what's <laughs> actually going on on the pitch and his form hasn't been great, but... However, James started on the bench. And for me, I guess Oli Palmer isn't the same player when he starts a match as when he comes off from a sub. He's a much better impact player. He is, yeah. And Nandalay doesn't have the same impact off the bench. So, so you'd start Nandalay and bring on Palmer? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I agree. I think Palmer's probably a better player, but has more impact off the bench. Like, 
CJM, who's for me better than Klahesi, but I guess might be on the bench because he's a better impact player to yeah, come on in the last 20 minutes. So we had loads of responses um, again on social media when the team line was announced. We can't mention all of them, but a selection of what we got. So firstly from Ian Mane, Rene John, who said, I'm pleased Palmer starts. You never know, we might manage some whip. <laughs> Orient Pete said, if James is fit, he has to play. At Info Newport, just kept it short and sweet and just said, Klahesi, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Um, Orion underscore 17 said Palmer always better from the bench Clahesi can't cross Nolan hasn't been great and James is on the bench not the best yeah uh, at best snooker JP so can't believe what I'm seeing Nolan should be on the bench and let James play and Clahesi is playing stupid Soph underscore Rosie underscore TFB said agree with everyone else really think James should start yeah and at Joe Watts 9 said I would drop Big Nige for James Nolan has not been playing well, but his experience and class is needed. Interesting comment. It is, and something that I actually mentioned a bit later on in my views from yesterday's game. Right, okay. I think we should keep Nigel because I think he does a lot of the dirty, rubbishy stuff. Does it pretty well and yep. does it without you know any uh, applaudits or anything like that. So I think we should keep him. Um, so we've got a question, question that I liked. Yeah, yeah. we got a question that I liked. It came in from Atmab and Spugner. Who said if McEnough plays and we win, do you think he has more influence on the team on and off than we think? Which was a f- good question. Um, but is he our talismanic player that, yeah. we, that that we miss when he's not there? But then what were we doing for the first few weeks of the season yeah, without him? Absolutely, and obviously looking at yesterday's result, it's a void question because we didn't win. Yeah, true. But would we have got the one all? Absolutely, yeah. You never oh, know. It's just all a matter, all, all, all a collection of things. So, match kicked off. We played four four two with Clahesi at right midfield, Joby uh, on the left of midfield. Um, and yeah, yeah it, it started off. We seem to start off matches quite slowly, I would yeah. say. Um, seems to be a pattern at the moment. So, in the sixth minute, a great last ditch tackle from Brisley uh, to deny Alessandra, who was through and goal and about to shoot. So, good to see Brisley back. Obviously, he missed Monday's game. Um, I think it's still been very good, Brisley. Been very impressive. One of our best signings, I think. Yeah. Um, fast forward to the 18th minute. York take the lead. Bradley Fuster scored from close range following a ball in from the right. Poorly defended in the Orient box, really. Again, Nolan seemed to be moaning at someone, but... To be fair, it was a good ball. It's one of those balls where it's in between the keeper and the central defender. So it's in between Chizak and Ramage. Ramage couldn't get there. And then man just pops up and puts it in the back of the net. But... You know, again, could that cross have been cut out? And then as soon as they score, you just see Nolan. I think he was having to go at someone just out of the TV shot. And you're like, Nolan, what, what are you doing? Just stop moaning at people and try and, you know, galvanise. So I actually think that he's starting to have a bit of a negative impact on, on the well, team because of things like that. He does it all the time. He did it to he does it to Baldry. I mean, maybe Baldry does deserve it at times, but he's having a go at the players there and then and that's your manager telling you yeah. that it's not just someone some other random co- that's the gaffer yeah yeah might have so a greater we'll impact than you think so but really disappointing to go behind oh. in the 18th minute and again which we you know again all the predictions we got in very few said we would lose or draw that game and to be fair I agreed on paper look, looking at it thinking we should spank York we should we should we should be winning this match we shouldn't ever be going behind to, to York City bottom, second bottom of the league yeah so with, twi- with a goal difference of minus a million <laughs> um, so 24th minute a free kick in from Hunt uh, Palmer got a flick on uh, but their keeper gathered yeah, and then, uh, please, you left the, the complicated name to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lesanmi, 
um, or Ilisanmi uh, put a ball in and Bennett's header was saved by Chisak. So, you know, we've actually commented from the first sort of 25, 30 minutes of games where, or even first halves of games where Alex Chisak hasn't been worked by yeah, better yeah, teams. Yeah. And here we are playing second bottom, fighting for their lives, York City, nine points off a of safety. And here they are testing our goalkeeper on not once or twice, but several occasions. Yeah. So then you saw a tweet that you liked from George Sessions. George Sessions, yeah, around the first around the half hour mark, uh, George tweeted saying, "York have been excellent in this opening half an hour. They do not look like a side battling relegation." So did we maybe Very underestimate them massively, or we yeah, just, yeah, we just didn't really turn didn't up. Didn't turn up, the first yeah. Half. So thirty first minute, a dangerous long thrown by Palmer. <laughs> Palmer got a good flick on, um, and it kind of just went across the face of goal. Nobody was near it, um, and the ball rolled out of play. Yeah, forty fourth minute, we got a penalty. Yes. Um, William Boyle, Billy Boyle, uh, handled the ball in the box. I mean, that was a real uh, oh, blatant no... handball. The ball's up in the air above his head and his hands sort of go up like he's trying to push it over. I mean, I don't know what the guy was thinking. Real blatant. No need to do it. Should have gone then. No need to do it. Red card, that. Nah. Yeah, it's blatant handball. Blatant handball, but not, not, a goal, not a goal saving off the line. It was literally just inside his box. Um, yeah, but, but it's really because of how no blatant it was... It. He's put his arms oh, above his head. It was stupid. That, that for me is a red card. Really? But, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, it's not hit his arm and his arms were down by his side and it's hit his hand there. He's put his arms up to somehow like do a goalkeeping move. You know? Yeah, very strange. So, obviously, he awarded the penalty in an interesting decision, decision yeah. obviously. Obviously, Simpson's missed his last few. So, he's obviously decided that he doesn't want to take this one. So, Joby McEnough stepped up, yep. smashes it quite firmly towards the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah. But it's just hit the centre of the of the post and bounced out. Yeah, I thought to be fair, I thought it was a decent penalty. I know he, it's hit the post, but he had good pace on it. If it was at one or two inches more towards the right, that's going in the bottom key corner. And even though the keeper dived the right way, there was a lot of pace on the ball. But it's just the way our luck's been going, really. The yeah, I've been having the best of luck. I was following um, this game on Twitter, and my head just dropped at that point. I was like, oh, oh my God, how can you? Couldn't miss? believe it. Couldn't how can believe you miss? it. And again, an interesting one now is who takes penalties going forward. Obviously, Joby just missed one. Simpson looks like he's not taking them anymore. Obviously, if Lloyd James starts, you would feel Lloyd James will probably take Kevin him because he used to. Maybe Kevin Nolan. Um, it's, it's a strange one. You would think that James or Nolan, depending on who's on the pitch, will take the next one when we get it. Well, Lloyd's quite comfortable taking it. He's, he's never missed one that I can think of. So, um, I would I would go with Lloyd James. I think he missed one at Swindon in the last game of last season. But we have did to he? verify that. I'm yeah, sure no, he did. I don't think so. Don't, I'm sure he did. At Swindon? Yeah, when it was nil nil. I'm sure. I might oh, be. You wrong. might be right there. Um, so two minutes. <coughs> of injury this season t- he hasn't missed one. Yes, <laughs> I think he's only taken one now against Bristol Rovers. <laughs> yeah, uh, two minutes of injury time played. No, he's taken two because I remember we spoke about it and then Dave Victor mentioned it on Orient Player. But we digress. Moving um, on. Two minutes of injury time are played. Uh, and a half ends and we are one nil down. Yeah, what an interesting team talk you'd have to give to your team. Oh, very strange. From having said earlier in the week about the fact that we're going to York and um, you know the players won't need the motivation and all the rest of it. Um, you know, here, here he is now having to do a very very different half time team talk because we're one nil down. Yeah, so, so it seemed a very very poor first half from what, from yeah. what we were hearing, what people were saying, and even though we missed a penalty. Disappointing to go one nil down again. Loads of tweets. We just mentioned two of what we got. So just to come back on that very quickly, it's very interesting because the guy from Accrington Stanley that does their program asked us in a fans' view that we seem to start first yeah. halves quite poorly, but then the second half seems to be much much better. So 
if we're noticing it and other teams are noticing it, then obviously it's something that managers are saying, good point, get in their faces early doors, get yourself ahead and make them do all the work now, make it hard, much I harder think for Nolan's, them. Under Nolan's reign, I think we've only scored once in the first half, which was that Nandale strike against Crawley. I feel like it's only one goal in the first half in about 11 or 12 games, maybe. Yeah, that's got to be a concern, really, because we yeah, need to be absolutely. going ahead and sitting one or two nil ahead before we go in yeah. at half time. Well, you should, go, you should be going to places like York and just pulverising them from the get go. Yeah. Like just at them, you know. So, yeah. Loads of tweets. We'll only mention two of what we got. So, firstly, from at LuBear84, says, We need some half time changes. Lloyd James, Sammy Moore, Callum Harada, Martin, get them on. Because our best penalty taker is sitting on the bench, which I guess is alluding to Lloyd James. Yeah, at Neilbro2136604 said, if hashtag LOFC lose this, they don't deserve the playoffs, even if they make it. No consistency and no commitment. Yeah, so a lot of fans feeling pretty strongly at half-time. Really disappointing, you know. Again, situation we're in where we need the win to get back in the playoffs and trail into the team who are second from bottom. So, yeah. Attendance announced at 3,234, 656. Incredible. Fans made that journey. Incredible. Great effort. I didn't see any pictures of the away end from the home end, but I saw pictures of people who were yeah, there. Yeah. Well done. I mean, we are travelling in absolute numbers. Yeah. So second half kicked off. No changes at half-time for Orient. Uh, just 10 minutes into the second half, though, um, Nicky Hunt's free kick from deep was flicked on by Palmer. And with his back to goal, Simpson tried his luck, but it went over the bar. Yep, 64th minute. A great save from uh, their keeper, Flinders, uh, who denies <laughs> Sean Bisley. Uh, from close range, that was a good save. That Very was Very good save. Good save. He was only a good game there, keeper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's again the story of another keeper, as you'll hear, <laughs> who's played out of his skin this season against us and probably won't play like that again. Oh, absolutely. So, just a couple of minutes later, in the 66th minute, there's a double substitution as Clahessi and Atengana make way for Geraldo Martin and Lloyd James, which for me was spot on. Yeah, the right subs? Um, I'm not sure about Atengana, but certainly I'd like to have seen. Uh, Geraldo Martin and, and, and James come on yeah. for me um, Clahessi for sure uh, for me possibly Nolan as well yeah okay good point good point there 67th minute James ball into the box Ramage header and another good save from Flinders who t- tips over the bar for me that was interesting because it only took one minute for James to get to almost have an impact and get an assist that was a good save like we mentioned their keeper Flinders that have Making some good saves from headers. Absolutely. And I guess um, arguably, 74th minute, a game-turning a game turning point. Yeah, William Ball received his second yellow card for sim- simulation. Um, didn't, don't quite, didn't quite see that, but when the highlights come up... Oh, he, t- he takes today. a dive in the penalty area. Oh, he does? Yeah, he takes a dive in the penalty area. As soon as he does it, about three or in, hands go up, referee blows... Uh, it's not like Trevor Kettle game. to be that good though is no. that, he must have I don't know must have been the air up there or something because Trevor Kettle was notoriously a poor referee well Kettle uh, se- se- <laughs> Kettle sends off Boyle which we thought was quite funny but I don't know if I explained it very well just then uh, <laughs> I think we've ruined a really good time I think we've ruined Boyle really sent off by Kettle Boyle sent off by Kettle yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it looked like it was <coughs> You know, a dive and quite rightly get sent off for his second yellow. A bit stupid of the player, to be fair, if he's yep. a big book to try and dive. And in the 75th minute, yeah, we get the equaliser. So we uh, have a throw in, ball comes out to Lloyd James just outside the box. Uh, he hits it very sweetly as it's bouncing, uh, takes a deflection in the crowded box, good pace on it, pass Flinders in goal, good strike from Lloyd, great equaliser. Gives, Lloyd gives it the old fist. 
In front of the away fans, yeah. yeah. Like, come on, and you feel right. Twenty minutes to go, make an impact, and go and win. Nick this a goal. Game. That's what I was thinking when I saw that. Nick a goal. Yeah, but nick, nick it and let's get three points because the way the league was looking, we'd have been back in the playoffs. Yes, but good, good strike there from Lloyd. Um, it was. We were. I think it was a bit fortunate how it actually ended up getting to him because it sort of bobbled yeah, around yeah. and flicked around the eight at the edge of the eighteen yard box. But it, it just got set up. And set for him nicely. I think a bit of Felt luck. Felt him perfectly, didn't a it? A bit of luck through someone's legs. I think that it was, uh, yeah, it was a very, very good goal and well struck by Lloyd. So yep. five minutes later, in the 80th minute, final sub for the Ozers, Oli Palmer was replaced by Armand Nandole. Yeah, see, for me, I think Palmer has a better, would have a better impact in the last 10 minutes than Armand. I agree. Um, so we'll Yeah, see. I think Armand's better at holding the ball up. Technically, I think Armand's better, but I think Oli Palmer has a good kind of if you want to really rough up the back four and got you want somebody who runs, runs things he down works harder yeah that's that's Oli Palmer for so me 81st minute you'll kick the bar um, through a few stuff uh, Cross came in from the right for York he heads it I think she's like had it covered it kind of hit the bar as it was dipping so not really uh, too concerned about that she's like had it covered 83rd minute McEnough got booked for delaying the York throwing <laughs> and then 88th minute Ramage got booked yeah. and then 6 minutes of added time um, James got booked, but nobody really can get the goal that that separates the two sides. So it finished one all, uh, and obviously having played against ten men for twenty minutes, you'd have thought that you know we would have upped our ante and yep. gone into fifth gear and just absolutely gone at them, but we didn't. So yeah, so disappointing. So Kevin Nolan after the match uh, said Lloyd is a good player, and I have a lot of admiration for him, even from when I was here as a player coming in to train. He's a good lad that understands football really well. I'm delighted he got the goal. It has been a long road for getting him back, especially after the year he had before when he broke his leg. Obviously, it's fantastic for him. We will see how he trains this week and how he's feeling. Then I'll pick my team for Barnet. I think the second 45, we did more than enough to get the result we deserved. And I thought we should have got the win. But you have to respect the point, And especially when it is such a difficult place to come with them fighting for their lives. So a bit of a Hendon-esque moment there. Respect the point. I remember Hendon saying that quite a lot when we were getting a lot of one-all draws. So Must be from the West Ham School of Media training. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, until we play 46 games, that could be a vital point. could be a vital point gained or it could be a vital two points lost. Until we've played all 46, we can't... You don't know, do you? But you're not going to get much easier away days than York second oh, bottom absolutely. of the league. No disrespect to York, it could be anybody at the second bottom, but it isn't going to get much easier than a team... Yes, they are fighting for their lives, but they are nine points yeah. away from safety. They have been poor all season. They have been getting tonked. And here we turn up and just about get a draw out yeah. of them. And we're chasing for playoffs. With the likes of Nolan, Simpson, McEnough, Chisak, in, in, and Ramage in, 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 our, in our starting lineup. I don't, it just. Paul's baffled this morning. It's so. just absolutely. I, I just find it a bit frustrating, actually. I find it That's quite frustrating. A good word. Frustrating is probably the key word of this episode, isn't it, really? Yeah. So, league table. So, played 40, won 16, <clears throat> drawn 12, lost 12, 60 points, and a goal difference of two. So Wickham drew yesterday. No, Wickham lost, sorry. They lost to so OC Wimbledon. Wickham lost, but still in the playoff zones uh, on 61 points with a plus six goal difference. So they've got Perfect. a better goal difference and only one point ahead of us. Wimbledon have crept back into it. So Wimbledon now only one point behind us with a game in hand and a much better goal difference. So Wimbledon away is the one to watch, I would say, coming yeah. up. Uh, yeah. I think at the end of April. So that'd be a very, very important game. So... Your views from yesterday, Mr Levy? Yeah, poor result, I think, as you've probably gathered uh, by me. Result, uh, poor result, and obviously given uh, Wickham lost, I think that's a big opportunity for us to get in the playoffs. Uh, really uh, an opportunity missed there. I think without question, we should be beating teams like York comfortably. 
Um, the double sub of James and CJM seemed to invigorate the team a bit uh, and support our view here that James should be started. Uh, another game where we've had a poor first half and you know, don't know what has to happen really for Nolan to, to rest himself. And I'm actually also thinking that Simpson needs a bit of a rest. I, I saw from some of the highlights that Sky Sports put up that he's getting the ball and he's trying to do too much, take men on and, and try and get his shot away because he's desperate to score goals and he's not he's not being given those opportunities. So he's being perhaps a little bit ball greedy when perhaps he ought to lay it off at times, maybe when the opportunity comes. But as an out-and-out striker, he's not going to do that. And someone who's desperate to get more goals is, is obviously... Still not going to do that. I think because of the tactics Nolan plays, he has to, finds himself having to come deeper to to get the ball. And then there's more pressure on him to kind of shoot from distance or take men on. Whereas under Hendon, it was all about getting Simpson deeper into their pitch and letting penetrate their team. Yeah, their team. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, with my point about resting Nolan, the problem would be obviously what what would work in a game with the strikers that we have. Yeah. Would you would you have one up front? Um, would you have Nandale or Palmer up front with Nolan behind or, or someone behind? It, it, it obviously creates more questions than perhaps it answers. But I think for me, the bigger underlying issue here, you know, is it confidence? Is it the team selection? Is it tactics? You know, like you said earlier, we've only scored one goal possibly in, in, in the first yeah. half. We've had several poor first halves, better second halves, but... We shouldn't be coming from behind to York second bottom of the league and then being happy and respecting the point. Yeah. For me. Well, like I said, I guess it, it we'll see just where it ended be. up. Yeah. Just shouldn't be. At this stage of the season, they're fighting for their lives, we're fighting to get pr- promoted. Yeah. Two, like oil and water. You shouldn't be saying, <laughs> yeah, they're fighting for their lives, but we're fighting to get in the playoffs and cement ourselves in the Excuse me, in the playoffs. You know, Wimbledon got a game in hand over us. They're only a point behind us. Yep. You've got to pray that they lose that now. Yeah. Well, we beat them when we go there, which we can do, I think. Be an interesting one. So my views, yeah. feels like another opportunity uh, missed and a frustrating <laughs> one. So we've only taken one point from nine over at Easter. You know, if we had taken nine points out of nine, we'd be, in the, we'd be well out of sight of the playoffs. So again, we don't start the game well and had a poor first half. Not sure the lineup was correct. I would have started CJ on the ones personally and Nolan maybe I would have rested. Um, every week in interviews we seem to hear the other team wanted it more or had my fight in the first half. So what is the issue? Like you've said, what's it? What's going on? The lineup versus Barnett I think will be interesting now. I presume with Baldy back he'll drop Ramage who I think has done alright since he's been I hope there. no. Yeah, I hope not. What? I hope, yeah, I think they just keep the back four as it is. So not put Baldry in, are you saying? Uh, Baldry will definitely, will definitely 100% line up in the Over who? Ramage. Over Ramage. Yeah, I, I, I would presume that bad. he's not, but Baudry's always going to be first team. Yeah, I know. That's but an interesting one. It'd be interesting to hear some of your views on that. Baudry back straight into the team on Saturday. Give I us a tweet good. or give us a Facebook. Baudry for me will definitely be back. Mm. Definitely. There's, there's not even a debate to be had there. Um, be interesting for me to see if Nolan will stick with Klehesi. Again, I would presume not, but he's been sticking with him. So, obviously, if Baudry does come back as his captain, less pressure to select your vice-captain. So that'll be interesting. And what he sit with Palmer up front, or what he sit with the formation he's been playing. You know, some big choices for me. Uh, someone mentioned it in an earlier tweet. I can see maybe Atangana dropping to the bench against Barnett to bring in James. I think he'll. I think Atangana's done very well. I've got a feeling Atangana might be dropped though. Um, Martin Allen, I can't think of his name. Martin Allen likes to play with big, strong players. Yeah. So I I think that someone like Atangana would be essential. 
to Point. stop whatever they're doing because yeah. they, he plays John Akindi's a big boy yeah. and I think that you would need people like Atengana over Lloyd James so for me it'd be Nolan for, dropped for James, for James okay for me cool um, but to sum up my thoughts we have six games left now uh, and unfortunately if we can't beat York or Barnet away then we probably <coughs> won't make the playoffs but saying that if we win our last six we'll be in the playoffs so not all doom and gloom Still all to play for. So those are our views. Good, positive end there. Thank Mr. you, mate. Bell. So, yeah. Your those, views. Those yeah. were our views. Your views were, at Richie J. Bourne said, what a lack of urgency against a relegation-bound team with 10 men who showed more fight. Yeah, fight Very being the point. key word there. At Vince Howard, 73, said, not good enough from what I've been reading. And obviously, Nolan must start if fit, which restricts team selection. Yeah, at GeForce underscore Shiv said, can't say much as I wasn't there, but they need to get it in their head that only a win is good at this stage. To next Saturday yeah it's a good point G4 shift not respecting the point there and no. Stephen J Clark <laughs> says Lloyd is also our best penalty taker unless they're still easing him in from his injury it was crazy not to start him today this Stephen J Clark good point well made sir yeah I think I think Nolan did say that to um, Dave Victor what easing him in that, yeah you've yeah. got to remember that he's coming back yeah. from injury okay uh, at Ron Sampson 15 said terrible performance against a team that have conceded 76 goals no skill or drive in midfield we need 6 new players oh. at LOFC 1978 it's the same issues different game team selection was wrong again said so before kickoff. the playoffs are only in reach if you can win your games yeah David G Boone said once again the starting lineup was wrong again this shows poor judgement from those in the management team the honeymoon is over wow at Bradley Ackers at Bradley Ackers 95 <coughs> so it could be a whole lot worse only a point outside the playoffs and we need Nolan or James to take our penalties three points next week at MX Quicks says no disrespect to York but if Orient can't beat them then we don't deserve to be in the playoffs hashtag disappointing yeah. I'm inclined to agree yeah at Simon 08 Edward said why on earth would players not put in a performance for the fans today against a side that should have been annihilated I can only assume that Nolan has rocked the boat with some players and that behind the scenes it is war interesting point I never thought of that no I never I, thought I, of that yeah it's something that crossed my mind is something gone on behind yeah, the scenes good point or if yeah. players maybe know they're not not staying with the club next summer potentially yeah interesting interesting there are obviously that's what I've said about things going on yeah in the past about behind the scenes Kai Showing <clears throat> excuse me got in touch with us so this, sent, is, this is a big one yeah sent us only one point from a bottom of the league team down to 10 men not good enough Seemed like the team were in a trance for the first half and only seemed to come together when James was subbed on. Then, in the later stages of the game, the team seemed to drift back into a trance when we really needed to pressure York, who were on the back foot. With Hess giving the tactical advice during the match and Nolan not delivering his expected potential as a player, is he earning his salary? Sense over vanity next week, please. Start the proven playmaker and goal scorer, Lloyd James, instead of yourself. Well, some good points in there. Yeah, very good <clears> points. <throat> At Orient Chris, so please stop referring to playoffs being in reach. False hopes. We are rubbish. Yeah, the problem is they are in reach because we're only a point and four goals out of it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's the problem. At Orient Fan TV said need to play a hell of a lot better if we want to be in the playoff places at the end of the season. And in big capital letters says Lloyd James needs to start at Leighton Stonian says how can thousands of Orient fans know that James should have started and our management team didn't work it out yeah, that's what I was saying earlier yeah. about they, they obviously do stuff in training so um, David TH64301889 said Nolan please drop yourself a James pretty please this is amazing. Who would have thought we'd be getting all these tweets about Same dropping Kevin Premier Nolan? Player, yeah. Kevin Nolan for Lloyd James. This time last year, no if, you would have, if, you, if you would have said this time next year, 
last year, if you would have said this time next year you'll be getting tweets about dropping Kevin Nolan, you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, at Linden Orient says, I think again it was very poor. We are still in the mix, but I have to change the game plan. We take our time as well. We're not happy. So that's a good point. Our play, our build-up play is generally very slow. And for someone like Jay Simpsons, who works on his pace, which is a major asset, not playing to uh, Jay's strengths. Yeah. At Stratis Boy said, right this season off, get rid of nice but shite players, use our youth to give them some experience. I guess if we weren't playing for anything, you probably you would. You would, but because I guess the playoffs are still in reach. It's, it, I don't think you're going to get a look in, but we'll see. At Sam Harborn one says, point not the worst result, a win, and we would have been seventh. We have to win at Barnet next week or it's all over. At CM Oriental said, hopefully Nolan can start the clear out now and plan for next season. Then he can be judged as the current team are very poor. I've got to say, back to that Barnet game quickly, that's probably Barnet's biggest home game of the season, Orient yeah. at home. Yeah. London derby, biggest London club in League Two. Barnet are going to be so pumped for that game. They've got yeah. nothing to play for. But they'll get a big crowd out of that. There'll be a big away fan following there. Easy That'll be a big. If, if York were up for it yesterday because they're fighting for their lives, Barnet would be up for it because it's their biggest home game. In the and season. they're safe on yeah. 51 points. That'd yeah. be Martin Allen's easiest team. Oh, to absolutely. Uh, at CM Oriental. So hopefully, Nolan can start to clear out now and plan for next season. Then he can be judged as the current team are just very poor. I think I just read that, but um, oh, did you? Yeah, okay. At Orient Electric <laughs> just simply said one word: pathetic. Yep, short and sweet. At Boatsy said the keeper referee were man in the match. That says a lot about our performance and desire at the moment. The draw was the fair result. At Stephen Orient said we play predictable, boring football and lack creativity. Yeah, inclined to agree. Yeah, at Ben LOFC said let's hope Wickham and Wimbledon go on a terrible, terrible run, and hopefully we can pick up a few points and sneak in the playoffs somehow. At Paul Gregory said, so after today we resign ourselves to another year in Division 2. Many players will have a nervous summer as the trapdoor awaits. Yeah, at TCW01 said 02 said, if said already apologies, but after three abysmal performances, we are still only one point from the playoff places. Yeah, Lloyd underscore Stratton said, we are a team of no fight and bottle, not helped by a manager who honestly is a bit out of his depth. Said it from day one, the only way Orient will ever achieve is getting a proven manager in League One and League Two with the experience of going up. Well, at Eggie Bear says, Sack Nolan, <laughs> Big Lingon Nugent to come back, sell Simo to Juve and the rest to Frey Bentos. <laughs> uh, at The Authentic Gaz said, Sitting in a pub in York, replaying Joby's penalty miss in my head. What is it with us and penalties? Yeah, point. At John Macker 1977 says, Simply not good enough. Like a fight in a team which showed when we had to defend for the last 10 minutes against 10 men. Yeah, at Cosmic Charlie. Uh, sorry, Cosmic Charlie. For 15 minutes, we gave so much pressure. Looked like a great side. Great goal. My lad's first ever game. Yeah. Oh, well played. Cool. And to finish off from at Paul Crouchman, <coughs> a disappointing result against York. But remember, at this stage of the season, teams are fighting for their lives and there are no easy games. So thanks for all your tweets. We didn't actually mention all of them, but we mentioned what we can. Um, yeah. and they were all tweets to at Orient Outlook so keep your views coming in and your absolutely emails in. Um, the prediction league update yep. um, so congrats to at Orient 65 at GForce underscore Shiv at SteveCab121 at Stephen Orient and at Unexpected Item Zero who predicted one all and to Wadsey who predicted one all and Lloyd James to score yeah, so, so that is a massive coup to get to get the the bonus point the bonus point as well so Wadsey moves up into first in the yeah. prediction league well done lad um, so we get a clap from us you are now on 17 points at JN Crane at GForce underscore Shiv are in second on 14 points 
and Pilorental third on 13 points. So, uh, all to play week. for yeah. next week. Six games left to predict for. So, Wadsley getting a bit of a clear. Starting to get his head out there, isn't he? Getting his head out there. So, all to play for. So, positives and negatives from the week? Yep. So I'll do positives. So, firstly, we've only taken, well, this is a kind of double, a bit of sweet one, but we'll take it. Taking only one point from the last nine, but we are still in the playoff race, which is unbelievable, really. Yeah. Secondly, Lloyd James is back, looking decent. Hopefully, by next Saturday, he should be fit enough to start. If he will, that's another question though. And thirdly, Brisley is back from his injury. Baldry is back from his suspension. So next Saturday, barring any training ground injuries, we should have a full strength defence to pick from. Yeah, just um, just on that, um, it was something that, that I saw on Twitter earlier from Dan Slaw. He tweeted about Lloyd James that Robert Stone had mentioned in the Meet the Manager meeting yeah. that he told Lloyd uh, he told Kevin Nolan that you know Lloyd James is our is our ball player and you know he's the best passer of the ball in the in in, in the team and and I think from from what I can remember of that I think that um, there was a whole load of other things that he said but I think he was really hitting home to Nolan that that Lloyd you know when he can play ought to be playing so that's just something that cropped into my head from what I saw. If earlier. Nolan doesn't know that already, then I, I, I don't know what to say. If a fan says the words, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Fair enough. Negatives, <laughs> I digress slightly. We played poorly against the side second from bottom of the league. We missed a penalty. Will these missed penalties cost us? Um, and Nolan not picking the best side in our opinion. Yep, so three negatives, three positives. So yep. could have been more, but we'll leave it at that. So hero of the week, there's yeah. only going to be one, isn't there? I think it's going to be we didn't. We didn't put it to the public vote because there's just no point yeah. this week. So, yeah. Yeah. Lloyd James. Well yeah. done, Lloyd. Well done, buddy. Well so, done. Next week's fixtures, only the one fixture now this week. Six games left. We make a short journey to North London to visit Barnet for the first time at the Hive. Looks yeah. like a nice stadium. Looks like a lovely stadium. I've never um, been there. No. Barnet lost 4-2 yesterday away at Morecambe. They considered to go after about 20 seconds. Um, and a 15th in the league or 51 points. Like you said, Barnet are safe. Nothing to play for. But I guarantee you it's, it's their biggest home game of the season. They're going to be well up for this. Yeah. Um, and first decent season back in the uh, Football League for Barnet. They are. Yeah, they're doing all right. They're on fifth. They're in 15th uh, with 51 points. Goal difference yeah. of minus eight. They've won... Uh, 14 all season so yeah, but they score but they concede so you've got to be thinking a score draw or, or yeah. an away they've scored 53 there. goals this so. season compared to our 54 yep. so could be interesting that so thanks for joining us for episode 67 so we had just the one match this week and obviously a disappointing one all draw with a match on paper we really should have won hands yeah. down yeah. Nolan has got some big choices to make for the Barnet game Hopefully he'll make the right ones and we will be back hopefully next week with episode number 68 with all the information, all the news and views that you could possibly need. So thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, and as always, we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm and listen to our Outlook podcast. See you next week. Yeah, up the O's.